It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. I'm Drew. Joined by Mo. Yo. Moo Cow Rich. Bring in the bull. Yes. I missed it. It's been a while. <laughs> it has. Life got nuts. Yes. For like several of us. So that's legit. Things got busy. I've been sick for like a week, so that's fun. You sound like it. Yeah, I sound terrible. <laughs> like more terrible than usual. You do sound I thought more. you guys you guys might appreciate this. I haven't had a drink of alcohol in over a week. Whoa, that's not cool. I know. Wow. You should be drinking to kill off whatever you got. Yeah, that's a good really idea. Good, that's a really good idea. Do you do the high proof? Oh, just anything. This is the time to just do it. <laughs> get get a little wild. Drink whatever. Yeah, this doesn't seem like the time to stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's time to double down. <laughs> is that your plan for beating the, the coronavirus? It, well, it, it will be. Funny you, you bring that up. So I was scheduled to go to Nicaragua next week. And I'm going to hold off a little bit, um, see what is, you know, what's what and what's going on. The thing is, I don't want to get stuck anywhere, you know yeah. what I mean? And so uh, I'm, I think I'm going to push my trip back a week and, and let things shake out for a few more days and see what's going on. This should be the turning point, too, of uh, if things start getting worse or if they start getting better. They don't seem to be getting better. Well, that, yeah. Did but, you guys see that most people right now, you couldn't give away a free cruise? Oh, like 60% of people would turn that <laughs> shit down. I wouldn't do that shit regardless. Yeah. I think cruises are just <laughs> fucking like floating cesspools. But, you know, that has nothing to do with the current climate, I guess, for me personally. Have you ever been on a cruise, Cal? No, I haven't. I'd like to do an Alaskan one someday. That looks pretty and not just drinking and throwing up all the time. It's just a floating hotel, right? You'd want some <laughs> but like you'd want something to look at. I guess, but like Alaska's pretty. Yeah. I agree. And I don't want to go to Alaska and sit on the ground. I just mean in general like I mean so yeah. go on a cruise, you might right. as well just book a hotel downtown and <laughs> At least you can go where you want. Yeah. Yeah, That's I don't. True. I don't like that that whole feeling constrained thing. I think I would get pretty claustrophobic. I know they 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 say there's like lots to do and stuff, but shows and I don't know casinos on some of them and nonsense. Water parks and I don't know. Nonsense. I'd rather. I, I'm I'm not the one to go on vacation and do a bunch of that crap though. I want to sit there and smoke cigars. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. That's true. Here's my thing, dude. Like when you go, like when we go to the sh like show in Vegas, and and Drew, I'm still trying to get you to go and Cal. Hopefully, you're going to be coming this year. Um, that's the plan. It's like you literally will not go outside for four days, and you won't feel it. That's that sounds great. 
Yeah, that's how alive these casinos are. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. You know, it's incredible. Vegas. But but anyway, for those you know, like for me, man, like I look after my parents who are elderly. So in terms of like this coronavirus stuff, if you have elderly people in your life or people that are not of, of the best health. You know, make sure to look after them. Make sure to check in on them. See if they need anything, especially if, if you're in a position to do that. You know, man, I didn't even think about important. that with uh, with you. I mean, if you got it, probably no mm-hmm. big deal. But you're taking it home to to them, which would not right. not be good at all. No, and that's what a lot of people don't. Know. You know, people are giving me shit like for for kind of holding off on travel. You know, booking travel plans, and I'm like, I just got a different set of circumstances. Well, and all of our uh, our big manufacturers have banned travel. Um, we're actually looking at banning travel in the next week or two, uh, especially flight travel. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people are companies are doing that so that they're not. I know uh, my mother's company, uh, they did the same thing. They've already banned all their flight travel and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really feel like... There's nothing going on right now that would be that crucial that I that I feel like I have to be somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in reality, man, I don't care who you are. There's nothing really that fucking important that you can't push a trip back a week or two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's like the people that speed to get somewhere like five minutes faster. Or like the people that speed and then you catch up to red light with them. The assholes. It's like if you would have just fucking calmed down, you know, <laughs> instead of putting yourself at unnecessary risk. <sighs> An unnecessary risk is the name of the game. That's how we yeah. Have. Get to the light, pull up your uh, Cigar Noise app. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> well, that's just a good idea. <laughs> it really is. Check out, check out what's going on in the noise. They uh, what I saw they had some uh, some difficulties with their podcast the other night that didn't didn't record like <laughs> we've done in the past. <laughs> yeah, we know that feeling. Yep, man, that was an awesome show. Oh shit, it didn't record. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, now we the time, the time when it was only you. Oh, that was great too. <laughs> yeah, best Sultan's episode ever. I think yeah. I I still have that one. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. Oh, you got a post that on april fool's day next year Ooh. or this year it's coming up soon coming up yeah that'll be good so we we need to seriously figure out a way to get cigar noise going better um i think you know we talk about platforms and, and social groups and all of that and admittedly like i've said before i've been off of facebook for quite some time now it's almost probably been close to two years off of Facebook. Closer to two than one. Um, so I don't see a lot of the groups, but Cigar Noise really is one of the last places you can go and it's actually about cigars. Yes. You don't see a lot of other stuff on there at all. I, mean, I agree. Do you think that's because there aren't there just aren't a lot of people who are just into cigars, or they just don't know about it yet? 
Are you talking about cigar noise, or are you talking about the people? Just in in general, like everything seems to devolve into some other mess. Yeah, I, I just I've met a lot of the guys on Cigar Noise, and the majority of them are pretty hardcore cigar people. That's true. So it's like the you know that like ninety percent, ten percent we talked about. These guys are like the nine point, like they're like the point zero 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 one of the ten percent, even. You know what I mean? They are the one percent, right? Um, and actually, you know who we're gonna give shit to? Everyone. Give shit to, <laughs> yes, but we're gonna give shit to the retro hail because I haven't seen him post on Cigar Noise. All right, Tyler, you've been called out, and he's gonna giggle like a little schoolgirl after he hears this. Oh, fucking mouth. That's what he's going to say. <laughs> I hope he says it at exactly the same time you did. Yeah. And like it's, it's like surround sound. Yeah. Good. He is looking good, though. He's, he's, I think he weighs less than me now. He might. He's in good shape now. Down in Nicaragua. Yeah. He was. He ain't worried he, about yeah. no virus. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. Great. So uh, where where are we at, boys? Where are we going to start today? That's yeah, kind of we, like our warm up. Yeah. So I was thinking it's worth one other quick little shout out about you know we were just talking about clubs and stuff. There's a club that Tina is in this month, yep. which I think is kind of cool that it's in there. What you got going on? Yeah, man. So we were approached by a luxury. Sig- luxury cigar club um they were they were interested in the cigar um and said hey man we want to include it in our in one of our months and they pulled the trigger and here we are so yeah we're in their i don't know exactly how their membership works but apparently it's part of some platinum platinum sampler and, um, yeah, so that's this month, which is really cool because it, uh, allows, allows people to try it. A lot of people that, you know, when, when I was looking at who was posting it, these are all people that I'd never seen before, which is really cool. Um, yeah, you're going to see a lot of patina on the Instagram. Yeah, man. I hope so. Um, the thing is, bro, and here's what I was it's like in looking at past, what made me feel comfortable about doing it with them was first of all, and Danny, if Danny was on here, he could have talked about it too because Romacraft has done it. But when I saw brands like Romacraft and like, you know, Oliver with United had done it with the Byron or Atabay or whatever it was, and, you know, the dude from Luxury Cigar Club was really cool. Like he was, he was enjoyable to hang out with and talk to because I saw him at TPE. Um, I felt like it was. I wasn't worried about what kind of like selection it would be included with, if that makes sense, right? Like, so for this month, it was with Principal, um, which is a small boat, really small boutique brand out of uh, Tennessee. But they've been sure. in they've been in the market for a long time. And I first tried their cigars because they've been at Big's Mansion in Chicago for forever. I mean, literally, probably like the last five years. So I remember my brother had introduced me to that brand 
uh, a while ago, and which is really cool. I mean, those are those are pretty expensive cigars. They're not. They're like probably. I think they're like in the seventeen to eighteen dollar range. Um, and then you know the the package also had the the Davidoff Nicaragua. Um, so you know you're talking two upper whatever, and then the Balmoral, which is an expensive cigar as well. Now that I think about it, actually mine was probably the least expensive of the bunch. <laughs> Affordable yeah. luxury. Yeah, we're well, you know, we're the people's we're the people's cigar. So but you know, I mean that's that's pretty cool, man. So I, I'm excited about that. I think it's great. I, I think that whether it's small batch which we've been a part of the Cigar of the Month Club and then you know, luxury, I, I think it's cool, man. It really opens doors, hopefully. Yes, sir. And I, I think you're right that who you're lined up with means a lot to your brand. If they were like, here's our Absolutely. leftovers leftovers club yeah. that nobody wanted, yeah, that, that hurts. Oh, yeah. Well, that, do you remember when we were talking about, do you, do you pay attention to what your stuff is put next to in the humidor, right? Or do you look at brands and, and okay, they're by this brand and by this brand? And I think that matters. It definitely matters. And when people post patina, I always look at what else they smoke. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, whether I liked it or not, the people that smoke patina are very specific from what I found. (laughs) So. (laughs) Hit that niche. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, you know, for, for whatever that's worth. So, yeah. It's legit. Yeah, plug right. in, baby. Yep. Yep. Uh, so speaking of finding a niche, it is a bizarre question for you guys that I think might be fun or it could flop. Let's let's find out. It's going to flop. Uh, yeah, it usually yeah, does. <laughs> um, yeah. So Chief Fizzle served us up some heaters and we botched them. Is that what happened? I don't know. I, I think he's given us some really good questions that we've kind of Oh yeah, I thought you were talking about that zombie one again. By the way, I actually yeah, I was. But that was <laughs> oh, a you dick. No, <laughs> I actually want to say thank you to G Fizzle. Upon my arrival at Smoke Maniunk uh, two weeks ago, he uh, greeted me with a cigar that he had brought for me. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Thank you. Yes. He's a good nice. dude. Even though he's I'm going to give him shit good. about that zombie question. Well, you know, he, he knows he's a jag off. But he, he's a great guy. He's, yeah. He is seriously, I, I, can't, I mean, he's, he's awesome. Just yep. a very, very fucking cool guy. Yeah, you see a DM from that guy show up, and you're like, this is going to be a good day. Yeah, it's going to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's find out if this works. All right, so do you guys have any, like, odd or weird indications that you and somebody might not get along very well? Right. I'm not talking about like the obvious stuff. I'm not right. talking about, oh, they're rude to people that don't need anything from them. Like fucking everybody hates those people. I'm talking about like if they have a sign in their house that says live, laugh, love, they probably suck. Mm-hmm. Do you have any of those? <laughs> Do we... I know Drew does. Do... <laughs> I hate everybody equally. <laughs> There's no way it's equal. <laughs> Uh, well. <laughs> I know you hate everybody. There's no way it's equal. <laughs> okay, that's probably 
That's probably more fair. All right, give me an example. I just did. Okay, another one. What's one for you? Uh, for me, it's if you don't understand puns, we're not going to be friends. You don't have to like them, but if you don't understand them, we're probably not going to be friends. Okay. Because I tell them all the fucking time, and if you have no reaction, that sucks. I want you to groan or laugh or something. Typically, it's a... Right? That's that's great. You have to like dad jokes. (laughs) Or not like them. You have to understand dad jokes. Drew? I don't know. I was thinking... Don't want me to answer. Give you a little. If if you've got something, something go for it. Back off of. I don't. Yeah, of okay. course. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes, the answer is absolutely. Some of these might hit really. See, I don't know. Some of these. It's, a, it's not always going to be perfect, right? You can think of somebody who's who's an exception to the rule. That's fine. Yeah. Look, you're not gonna offend somebody by saying that their live, laugh, love sign is stupid, right? Typically, if someone um, if someone is outwardly is outwardly um, is outwardly religious, usually they're full of shit. Is what I found. Sure. Yeah, when they're over the top. Uh, yeah. Like it's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. Like these Instagram thoughts that have like Bible verses and stuff. Just stop. You know, just stop. Um, yeah, I, I typically, those types of people, you kind of know there's going to be a facade of some sort. Um, I found the people that truly are religious don't usually have to tell you they are. You can tell by their actions. Um, what else? How about the people that know it all? Oh, yeah. Or the, or the one-uppers? Mm-hmm. Dude, I hate those people more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one. You're... You're in there. You're in there telling a story. Just, just like having a good time telling some story, yeah. and then they're like, "Well, I did this one." Time. And I was like, "You know, yeah. I don't fucking care." Yep. <laughs> Every time, they've got Absolutely. something slightly better than whatever it is you did. Yep. Um. Man, there's a lot. We'll keep I, going then. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> There are certain people, and I know it's going to sound really... Okay, so let me preface all of this by saying that I have... I've literally worked in, you know, now this is probably four different industries. I've met countless people from all walks of life. I mean, from former gangbangers to farmers, okay? I mean, I've... to mafia people, to CEO. I mean, I've just gotten an opportunity to meet a lot of people, right? So you start to see interesting, like, personality types. That it doesn't matter where you're from or where you grew up. 
it's like I could tell what someone's gonna be like sometimes by the way their mouth moves when they talk. I'm dead serious. I know it sounds crazy. I could so are there, are there mouth movements that are worse? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like if their mouth moves a certain way before they say something, I know that they're, that person's full of shit. <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. And then, like, as you get to talk to them more, you realize, wow, that was spot on. <laughs> it's really weird, man. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like... And then, like, when you see those dudes, like... I don't know. It's just going to sound whatever. It is what it is. Go for I'm it. I'm not going to get too far into it. No. But. No, but you start to realize patterns over time, and you kind of know who you're going to get along with and who you aren't. Like, if I go into a cigar shop and a guy just talks about how much he knows about tobacco, all of the people that he's met, how cool XYZ is, how he only smokes this type of cigar, uh, the I know o- we're not going to get along. The only smokes that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. And it's the best. Oh, yeah, it's the best. Objectively. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter what you think. But they almost talk to you like like whatever you're smoking is shit because they know better yeah. that whatever they're smoking is the best. Yeah. Is it, is it that that's condescending? Is that what really gets you about that? Because I can think of people that do that kind of stuff that actually don't bother me because they're just like excited or something. I don't know. That's Maybe a, that bo- but that's a different. Too. You can tell when it's when it's that versus when they're like, no, whatever you're smoking, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that their shit doesn't stink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, their shit it stinks. Big time. Probably worse. Yeah. Now, with all of that said, I I always take everybody's an individual. You have to because of course you know you never know. Like if like you can meet somebody and you don't know what they're going to be like unless you actually get to know them. But a lot of times you'll have a pretty quick idea of what they're going to be like. Another person that I can't. If you have a four-cylinder car and you put on some fancy exhaust and you feel this need to ki- to constantly gun it when you're on the expressway or you're driving downtown on Lakeshore Drive and you feel this need to fucking have your car fart nonstop, <laughs> I have a problem with you. <laughs> I mean, that's the sound that my stomach makes after, like, I have dairy. I mean, it's just atrocious. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Mm. Mo is lactose intolerant <laughs> of your car. Yeah, I mean, now look, if you have like a Subaru WRX or, you know, something like that, okay, those can sound pretty good if you do it right. But these guys that are knocking around in these Civics and shit like that, just knock it off. Please. <laughs> Please. Uh... <laughs> it's the most annoying sound in the world. I just bought a Civic. <laughs> Dude, I have an Accord, so you don't see I'm, me putting a fucking, you know, Flowmasters on it. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you didn't buy a Civic. No, I did not. Drew, you played into one of the... You just played right into a stereotype with your purchase. Another truck. I already had one. <laughs> <laughs> Is this one to tow the other one? Right, yeah. I got rid of the other one. The other one would have towed this one. 
I got rid of my 250 and got a 150. Nice. I don't know the difference, but it sounds like about 100. Just a smaller duty <laughs> truck. <laughs> Legit. Cool. Any other other thoughts on this? I have tons. <laughs> People have tuned out at this point. Yeah. No way. They're like, this pisses me off too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everyone's like, yeah, this kind of guy and that kind of guy. He's so like, he, mention this guy. Please he, say this kind of thing. He's in his car right now revving it. You know what the best is? <laughs> the best is like these guys that sit there and, they, and they'll post about like these cigar events of like, as if like they're this amazing, they're having so much fucking fun and they're doing this and they're doing Because most cigar events are not like that. It's like chill as hell. Yes. Yes. And if if it is that kind of event, uh, yeah, I mean, they do happen. There are certain brands that lend themselves more to that than others. But as a small brand for Patina, <laughs> mine are generally <laughs> sparsely attended and usually pretty low-key, But which gives a good opportunity to really connect with people, right? So... Yeah, like that stuff. I'm just like, okay, that's not really, I mean, it's not really supposed to be like that. But, okay. but that's, I mean, that's everything people post, though, isn't it? Right. It's always a little bit off from reality. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see what I actually do on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. But again, man, this is the type of stuff we talk about. People don't realize the impact of what they're doing and how that affects other people. Okay. Like even for cigar consumers, because having worked retail, I can't tell you how many times people have like, like if they, if like they come in with their wives and it's a fu- like, it's an atmosphere where they're like, Oh my God, what is this? What, what's, what does my husband come hang out at? Or if like the woman comes in with her husband and, it's like not comfortable for her, right? It's the same thing like, and again, this is what I used to see. I'm not saying that, and we used to have women that could come in by themselves, obviously, but my point is that all of this type of stuff gives the outside world this image of our industry that is not indicative of reality. And it makes it more difficult for the guys that want to be able to enjoy a cigar with their buddies or or go to a cigar lounge, or go to a cigar event, it makes it harder for them to, to I'm not going to say sell it, you shouldn't just sell something to your spouse, but it makes it kind of like, wait, what? what's going on at this thing? What are you going to? Well, this is what I see people post, you know, whatever. Or you've never been to one, like you're the new guy, mm-hmm. and you go and you're and you're thinking, is it is it supposed to be a a rip-roaring party? Yeah. Because this exactly. is just some dudes sitting around smoking cigars with, you know, a few ladies sprinkled in. That's most of the events I go to. Uh, so I don't know. It's it's not usually a rip-roaring party. It's a damn good time. It's wonderful. Sure. But it's not a party. Yeah. And if you're going to go to a cigar event and you're just going to sit there and salt, don't go. <laughs> Stay home. 
So. Or if you're going to go to a cigar event and you're not going to support the brand that's being featured, don't sit there and talk bad about the fucking brand just because you don't smoke it. That person took their time out to come to that shop to do that tasting. Yeah. And, dude, I'm not just even talking about Patina. I know there's a lot of guys that face this. Brands yeah. that are much bigger than mine. Okay? Yep. Don't do that. Yeah, just oh, don't I say don't. anything. Leave yeah. it alone. Exactly. Because somebody came to that event and got excited. Yeah. And now you're sitting there pissing in their cereal. Yep. So that's about right. Last event I went to, by the way, I told you guys this on the on the on the texts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I managed to somehow open the the, the, the side door of my minivan, <laughs> yeah, which, which is with a button yeah. on my key fob. So I don't know how long that fucking sat open <laughs> in the parking lot, uh, but that was that was a clutch move. That's the brilliance you find at some cigar events. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, There's some deep thoughts of Mo right there. Well, it, it's funny. I we you just start to see stuff right over time that you just know are right, and and nobody nobody wants to stand up and say anything, and you have to, man. I mean, to a certain extent, right? Like we. We pride ourselves on, on not being judgmental of other people and whatever. And our point is, if somebody doesn't do things the way you do them, doesn't give you the right to just do whatever the fuck you want. Like, you have to be respected. Like, you have to respect the choices and atmosphere that other people are trying to create, too. Like, in regards to the event stuff that I was just talking about, you know? Yeah. We live in a goddamn society. Yeah. Takes all kinds. Really does. Sometimes I wonder, man, like, you'll be, like, sitting in the airport, I'll be driving, and I'm just wondering, how does this all work? Like, seriously. Yeah. You know? Like, people are fucking nuts sometimes. (laughs) I mean... Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Um, I'll do a couple uh, listener questions. Yeah, let's do it. Sweet. Uh, we had a couple pricing-related questions. Okay. So our our buddy Jay Parr wanted to know uh, about the volatility of tobacco prices. Do they change much? Do they mostly stay the same? Uh, within a year, year to year, how does that tend to work? And I have zero clue. So I'm hoping Mo knows something here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this one's yeah. all you. I'm, I'm going to pig, piggyback yes. on top of Mo's answer. <laughs> <laughs> the short answer is yes. It, it you know it depends on availability. <laughs> it depends on uh, you know uh, demand at that particular time. It depends on the quality. It depends on. Uh, I would guess weather conditions, right? Sure, yeah, I mean... To some degree? 
like you know, we saw. I know the big one that everyone was talking about: shortage of Connecticut broadleaf. That was legitimate. There was. It was very expensive and very hard to get, particularly wrapper quality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, same with uh, you know sometimes. I mean, I, so we've talked about this too. Like for me, I use readily available tobaccos in my blends. Why? Because they're readily fucking available. That way the cigars can stay consistent. That way people know what they're getting when they light up a patina. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've taken a different approach to that, but the, the, the short answer is absolutely. There are shortages. There are price fluctuations. Um, there are certain suppliers that are better known for different types of tobacco or, you know, they, they're kind of like, you know, let's say like, these are the guys that you want to go get Connecticut from. These are the guys you want to go get Obama from. These are the guys that do the best broadly. You know what I mean? So it's, it all depends on that too. You know, you're willing to pay for the premium premium, right? Yeah. Just like anything. And and I remember that question being something, are they traded like commodities? And the reason they are not, because when I was still trading commodities, I would think about, can you create like an exchange for tobacco? And I think it, the difference is with grain and stuff like that, it's pretty uniform, whereas tobacco, it's not. There are so many different like, it would be hard to to build a how do I put it like a price discovery mechanism across a broad market because it would vary so much. Like if I go if I go to a, uh, a grain company, I want to buy corn for ethanol. That's the yep. same corn that's being sold to Hereford, Texas, for cattle feed, right? right. Mm-hmm. So there's like uniformity in that. Tobacco is not like that. You have different parts of the plant. You have different grades of that. You have, um, it, it's not, so it would be hard to do that. In my yeah, w- even within a single like field of tobacco, I would assume it would be hard to do that, let alone mm-hmm. across well, like an entire country or more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That makes sense. All right. Uh, and then uh, another pricing-related question. Uh, Andre Diaz wanted to know, how can bundle cigars be so much cheaper than non-bundle cigars? And I thought that was a really interesting question. Um, I'll take the first part of it, uh, which is that they don't have bands and boxes, right? They might have bands. Yeah. Uh, some of them do, some of them don't. But the bands and boxes are certainly part of the cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's some some quick, obvious knowledge. Right. You got something, something deeper than that? Yeah, I mean, the type of tobacco that's being used. Um, Some even use short filler, don't they? Yes. And that's Cigar, super cheap. Yes. Cigars are still one of those things where a lot of times you are getting what you pay for. It's one of those things in life that not all of them. Okay, there are some yeah. very expensive cigars out there that, that that lack consistency and quality. So I'm not going to say all of them, but when you're buying when you're buying a cigar like a Patina or a Roma Craft or an Illusioni or whatever, those cigars are using 
either the top tobacco or close as close to it as you can, right? Um, that's available. And so there's going to be a premium on the prices of those cigars, right? A lot yeah. of time, bundle cigars are not aged or anything like that. So there's not that that time, you know, you have like time value of money. There's not like that time value of aging. So they're just like, okay, they're rolled and they go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, they're still premium cigars in, the sen- in some sense, but they're not. There's something They're missing. Not on it's, that same level. Yeah, it's it sounds like the difference between eating at like a sit down restaurant versus eating at a McDonald's. A lot of the same kinds of differences. Where you might be perfectly damn happy with McDonald's, and that's great. Sure. I got no beef with that. <laughs> um, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> but you you know there's a different experience there and a different right. cost. Right. Makes sense. Uh, he also wanted to know how will the coronavirus affect the cigar industry? Going back to that. Um, I mean, it just depends, man. Like how, I don't really think it won't be any different than what it, what it affects society as a whole. Right. Like people are not, going to stop smoking cigars because of coronavirus, right? You know, might they frequent cigar shops less? Sure, maybe. Yeah, there could Uh, be some time in there where retail shops hurt. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Um, My advice would be if you are going to go to a cigar shop or go to anything, you know, make sure you wash your hands and drink emergency and don't be an idiot. Yeah. That's a question that I had yeah. before this happened. You know, they're telling everybody to wash their hands. Were people not doing that? I think, yeah. I think you'd be surprised. Man. Yeah. There were, yeah. Yeah. How do you go through your day and not end up washing your hands tons of times? Uh, that people just don't. Oh, <laughs> yes. How are they alive? We've uh, so funny. Funny this <laughs> gets gets brought up. Um, my office, uh, it's out in the warehouse, and there's a bathroom next to it. But um, one of our guys in our offices, there's bathrooms up front in the front offices. He can see straight down, like towards the bathroom, and he's a big germaphobe. Okay. So he can literally like hear the toilet flush and the door open and people come out <laughs> and yep. he always like yells at him. He's like, you nasty fuck, get in there and watch your, <laughs> nobody fucking washes their hands and it's fucking disgusting. It's incredible. Well, then they go touch the same shit that you Oh touch. yes. Oh, yep. And, and he's extreme with his germaphobe but stuff, but I mean, I, I understand it too. Like Christmas time, you get those big tins of popcorn and stuff. There were some people that, we already steer clear of, but they'd reach their freaking hand in there and grab out oh. some popcorn. And it was like, it's all yours now. <laughs> <We're> t- <Right. laughs> Nobody oh, else gosh. is partaking. Cause we know you don't wash your hands. <laughs> yeah. Oof. 
There's shit popcorn now. Yes. So, yeah, and I don't think, I know they're telling people to wash your hands and stuff, but people aren't freaking doing it. Did you guys ever notice that the people that are the biggest germaphobes get sick the most? Yes. Do you think that's in their heads? I don't know. It's a good At question. least part way. Because I had a couple buddies growing up that were like extreme germaphobes, and those motherfuckers were always the ones that got a cold or got the flu or got, you know, whatever. It's different growing up versus being an adult, isn't it? So if you're growing up, you need some germ exposure so you can start to build up an immunity to it. Mm-hmm. But if you're an adult and you have some immunity to it, it doesn't seem as bad. Kyle, are you a germaphobe? Not, no, not really. Not at all. I just, I'm not dirty. I, I'm just not super dirty. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> the best the best is when like you got these guys you know like you'll be uh okay like in the u.s nobody ever shares cigars right people look at you weird if they're like oh here try this right yeah and then they get down to like nicaragua and you know a safari or, or you know a tour or they go down whatever and stuff and they like people like share cigars like oh cool man hey try this it's like not a big deal. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? What do I do now? <laughs> yeah, you just gotta live. I mean, you can't can't live in constant paranoia. Just be clean. I mean, why is it so hard? Well, it sounds like it's hard because that guy down the hall is shitting and not washing his hands and then putting his hand in the popcorn. We are lucky enough to live in a country that has ample soap and running water and all Perel, which is sold out apparently everywhere, hand sanitizers, <laughs> uh, wipes. I mean, you name it. There's an easy, convenient way to keep your fucking hands clean. Am I wrong? I mean... You're not wrong. Do it. Just do it. Patina cigars. I think that's taken by some other company. I'll talk to him. It's fine. Yeah. See what Phil Mike says. Yeah. What else you got, Cap? Uh, I got a Judge Drew. Yes. So you might like the story, Drew. It, it stood out to me as, as this, this is Drew material. What do we got? In 2018, a guy went into a Planet Fitness in New Hampshire. He took off all of his clothes and he started doing yoga naked. Awesome. (laughs) He was arrested for indecent exposure, and his statement was that he thought Planet Fitness was a judgment-free zone. How do you judge this guy? (laughs) Well, for starters, it's not a judgment-free zone, but (laughs) even if their commercials are judgy, uh, <laughs> as much as this guy's a retard, um, man, more power to you to freaking one, a dude doing yoga, um, naked. <laughs> Oof, that's uh, that's risky there. Um, <laughs> but, 
but uh, in in the middle of a uh, uh, Planet Fitness naked man yoga. Uh, <laughs> it, it's ballsy. Where, <laughs> it is. You are correct. Where where was this? New what, Hampshire. New Hampshire. I, that, see, I'd picture a Florida thing. <laughs> <laughs> God, man, yeah. dude, uh, you know what? If he wasn't on drugs or anything, way to go, dude. Way to go. He's got that uh, that much, uh, I guess, uh, confidence and still being retarded. <laughs> Let him do it. Let him do it. <laughs> Some of the shit girls wear to gyms, they might as well be naked. I mean, it's ridiculous at gyms anymore. Is it? Insane. Dude, I haven't been in a gym in like 10 years. Nah, it's ridiculous. Guys and girls. Yep. The guys these days that are wearing those fucking pants that... I don't even know. They're wearing pants with, with no underwear and they're fucking nuts and everything or hanging out. and They're, <laughs> they're like men... Uh, what are they? Like yoga pants is fucking what they are, really. Fucking balls hanging out and shit. Is that comfortable? Dude, it can't I be. I wouldn't imagine so. It cannot be. Yeah, I don't no know. Way. I mean, can you imagine you're... doing, like, leg press in your... Oh, how is that even remotely comfortable? Dude. Uh... If you're a man who has worn yoga pants, please contact us. I'm very no, curious. Don't contact us. No. Well, I want to <laughs> know. Fuck away from me. <laughs> I want to know though how did how, how did that feel? They're not yoga pants. I know what Drew's talking about. They're they're kind yeah. of like they're like sweatpants, but they're like tight. Yeah, like really, like f- almost like flat front sweatpants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And like, like how about the guys that go to the gym and they look like they just like seriously came out of like the NFL combine or something like that? It's like, dude, give it a rest. Yeah. Okay. You know, stop that. But yeah, I mean, Drew and I, Drew and I used to talk about this. There was this, there was this girl that at Golds back in the day that used to, I think, complain about. Right? She used to complain about people looking at her at the gym. Yes. And then always wore. And then was messing around with people at the gym. Yes. So it's like, okay, you don't want people to look at you, but, uh, man, whatever, dude. Thirst trap. Like, OG thirst trap, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear this little skimpy outfit, and then I'm going to complain if you look at me. <laughs> right. I want attention, I want attention. I don't want attention. <laughs> but if you give me attention, I'm going to complain. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, I 100% understand if you're wearing workout clothes, it can seem pretty form-fitting, and you don't want people staring at you. I get that. So I, I don't know what, what right. outfits you're talking about, so it must be it must be crazy if, if that's where you're going with it. Though. Well, and like, okay, yeah. most, most girls, too, okay, like like bent over, um, uh, not bent over, bent over rows or stiff leg deadlifts, they'll always do them facing, like, the wall. Their ass will be facing their wall, so they're not sticking their butt out towards... Yep the gym these girls are just standing out there in the middle and i i get it maybe they're but come on if you're doing that some dude is going to give you attention and i'm not blaming it 
on you, but take take the initiative to go, I'm just going to face towards the wall so that I don't get unwanted attention. Because there's some there, perv out there that's going to do it. Yeah. I mean, there are, dude, there are, like, okay, I'll give an example. Like, there are, there are some, like, women that will go to the gym and they're fucking serious about it. I mean, they may be wearing form-fitting stuff, but that's because they're in really good shape. Okay? And, like, what else are they going to wear? Garbage bags? Okay, so I get that. And they do their exercises. And, and like Drew said, like, if they're going to do uh, stiff leg deadlift or whatever, they're going to make sure that they're facing out versus, like, giving people an opportunity to, to look at whatever. And they handle themselves with absolute grace. That's not who we're talking about. Yeah. If guys look at those girls, you're a piece of shit. Because that girl's not asking for your attention. Mm-hmm. Leave her alone. Let her work out, dude. Okay, like I saw a dude literally get on a bar so the girl couldn't do her exercise while he was hitting on her. I mean, it was disgusting. Yeah, I've seen shit like that. That's fucked up. It's really fucked up. And this younger generation, man, more than I ever remember it, and I think it's because of social media and Instagram and, and these people are posting themselves all the time and taking selfies and doing this, so like, guys know where these girls are working out at they know where the what they're doing and so they the gym has become much more of a meat market than i ever remember it i never thought it was one yeah it is like people are dressed you know not a lot but they're working out i didn't i didn't know it had changed i think a lot of these douchebag guys think that they're like oh the girls want want me and they go to the gym to meet me. And some girls do. Some guys do. Yeah. But yeah. you can tell the ones that do and don't. Yeah. You can tell the ones that have their headphones on and they're minding their business and working out. Yep. And you can tell the other ones, the girls that are, or, and guys, that are in there to meet people. You can tell. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like the dudes that sit there and like grunt in the middle of the gym. Like, dude, stop it. Like, I know that's a lot of weight, but, like, you don't have to, you know, and then they're, like, video, videoing themselves and this, like, making a spectacle. Like, look at me, look at me, look at me. That's what a lot of this stuff has become. Normally, it's not <laughs> a lot of weight, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do they get those angles so that you can't tell how much weight it is? Oh, yeah. So, so it looks like a lot? Yeah. Is Probably. That a thing? Yeah, I could do that. It's all about the angles, man. Everything's about the angles. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I was better at geometry. <laughs> but the I only thing, know, man. I was gonna say the only thing I remember about you know back when I did go to the gym, uh, the only thing that stood out to me with people with with way too much confidence were like. 70-year-old dudes in the locker room who just wander around naked all the damn time. No, that's uh, still consistent. Is... Okay. That hasn't changed. No, I think I think you just run out of fucks to give when you turn oh. a certain age. 100%. <laughs> I just heard a story from one of my buddies. He was at the gym uh, or wherever he was, like a, a sauna or something. He was in there was another gentleman in there and he's like got his head down whatever looks up and the guy's 
candles are literally in his face when he looks up. Why? Why? I have no idea. I, mean, I would have asked somewhat what do you feel the need to put, you know, but people, yeah, I mean, these, like, the older dudes, they didn't have shame when we were kids, and they don't have shame now. Are some of that, is some of that, uh, some of that them trying to, like, test the waters, do you think? I mean, look, there's gay guys out there, right? And there's, there's gay men, there's gay women. And in the locker room, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't spend much time in the locker room. I, but I wonder, is that like a, is that a thing? So you're wondering if that guy, does he look up and he think, what a dick? Or does he look up and he think, what a dick? <laughs> yeah. Is that what your question Yes. <laughs> and the guy doing no it idea. is going. I, I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Maybe this guy wants me. I'm going to find out and put my schwanz in his face. True. Why don't you do an informal, uh, you know, survey and see what comes up? I don't know. I <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I necessarily want the answer. <laughs> I was just throwing the input in there that maybe that's what some of this Could is. Be. I have Could no be. idea. Yeah. Look, we just said it's a meeting place for some guys and girls. It's got to be a meeting place for some guys and guys. Absolutely. And if you're in the locker room and shit, I mean, you can be naked and stuff. They're gonna be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show them what's. <laughs> What I'm working with. <laughs> Literally go balls out right now. <laughs> I've honestly never thought of that. No, I, I did not think of a gym locker room as a place for 70-year-old men to meet each other, but maybe it is. I have no idea. Maybe. I don't. More power to them, though, if that's if that's your thing and you're, you know, whatever. <laughs> I ain't going to judge. No, but. I don't want to see it, but whatever. Old men are shameless, bro. Oh, yeah. They are. They just don't give a shit. They got nothing left to prove to anybody. Yeah, that's that. Old people. So, Drew, what are we doing with this guy? Okay, the guy does naked yoga. So, what's the verdict? I mean, what's the final? I think he's I think he's good. Let him go, man. What about? He's, he's ballsy enough to fucking do naked yoga in the middle of... Uh... In the middle of Planet Fitness. Well, what about, like, you know, what if there's kids there? Yeah, that's not good. Do, do they have kids? <laughs> 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 right. Maybe, okay, you know, he should start a naked yoga business. They have that. Now you're thinking. Is that a real thing? That is a Did real thing. Yes, it is. Huh. So he was an entrepreneur, is what you're saying. Uh, he could be, if he would <laughs> do things correctly. <laughs> there, there's a time and a place for that stuff. I don't think Planet Fitness would be the place. No. <laughs> Planet Fitness. So he, his sentence is to create a business? He should. Yeah. He has to create a, a business now. Yeah. Nude yoga. What is your thought process when you do that? <laughs> I don't think there is. I, I, he's, he goes, mm, it's judgment-free. I can just go in there and be naked. I have to and imagine then, And drugs. then he did it. Yeah. Well, we, we, we've talked 
about that. The the judgment free is basically just judging the people that aren't like you. Yeah. Right. So that's what judgment free always means from everybody, though. Right. Yeah. I don't judge anybody. Bullshit. You don't. Everybody does. Everybody. Does. The fact that you're not a dick to that person, that's good. Right. But you judge them. Yeah, everybody has biases. That's the world. Absolutely. I Control mean, that shit. That's that's the important part. Right. Yeah. Time I mean, and place. You have to have judgment in order to be able to make decisions, right? If I judge you to be a prick, I don't want to talk to you because I think you're a prick. Does that make me a prick? No. I'm looking out for my sanity here. Right? Yeah. You ever, okay, so here's a question for you guys. Have you guys ever had coworkers or colleagues where somebody will say, I hate working with that person, but man, outside of the work, they're so cool? Yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard it too. So here's my question. If that person is a dipshit at work, they, and they're supposedly cool outside of work, there's no way. which one is the real then? <laughs> They're both the real them. I think it's probably the case that they have, they're probably not doing the right work. Yeah. If your work is making you an asshole or part of the work That's involves really being an asshole. Point. Right. Sometimes the work means you have to be addicted to people to, for this to get right. done. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Can't care about your feelings. That sounds like some personal anecdotal. That sounds personal, Kyle. I mean, that's. I mean, have you ever had to fire somebody? You're a dick to that right. person. Sure. That's that's their reality right now, and they might not be wrong, but it still has to be done. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so here we are. Right. I never really had that much of an issue with that dynamic because, like you just said, I can understand. I could understand that a little bit more because maybe you don't really care for your job. And when you're not at your job, you're just let free, right? I get all that. I agree with that. Most people don't like their job. Yeah. true. Where I had the bigger issue was people that would say it's not personal, it's business. And here's why. If you don't get a promotion or if they cut your salary or don't give you a bonus or they don't give you a raise, it is personal because you just affected somebody's personal life. Now, I understand what somebody means by that. Like, it's a business decision that I didn't do this or whatever, but you're still affecting someone's personal life. So to say something is business, not personal, really isn't true. Yeah, the phrase is bullshit. Yes. Agreed. Like, I love when, like, I go into a shop and I'm like, man, I wish you luck, you know, whatever. I don't need luck. <laughs> I need, <laughs> I need buy a check. Cigar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need an order, you know. Uh, 
Luck is great, but it doesn't pay bills, especially FDA ones. So, um, you know, whatever. But what I, you I don't know. Am, I, am I off on that? Drew, what do you think, man? No, I, I agree with that. You're, um, the, so employees in a company, and and we've discussed the company thing in the past, but the company and employees should it should be like a freaking family. I mean, really. But the employee needs to care as much as the business owner does, and I know a lot of places aren't like that anymore, but. Right. Man, that's really how it should be. So then everything's going to be kind of, it's going to be personal. I mean, if you're, like you said, you they're getting fired or they're just not getting pay or what, I mean, as long as they're doing their job, obviously if they're not doing their job, they're, <laughs> they're not deserving of that raise or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it, sh- it should be more... Uh, it should all be a little more personal versus just you. You can be personal and still run a good, successful business. Yeah, because I it's think your culture. Well, here's the thing: I think that mindset has allowed, and and I think that mindset has affected in, in what we're seeing in the workplace. And you guys know this better than I do. But the newer generation seems to be moving away from that mindset. I feel like that was a mindset of like previous generations, which allowed them to justify fucking people over. Okay. Whereas the newer generation is saying, no, wait a minute. No, you do this and you do that. It's not just business. It's more than that. Because now you're affecting, there's going to be a a reaction, like a a chain reaction of this decision that you're making on multiple people's lives, right? Yep. And I think you have a chicken and egg thing to a degree, right? Where did the loyalty stop? Where did Mm -hmm. we start losing all of the loyalty? Um, I feel like it's more on the side of the businesses than it is on the side of the people. Right. Uh, when you start doing things like getting rid of pension plans and fucking people who are already retired, that kind of stuff. I mean, if you grow up seeing that kind of stuff, why, why would you be loyal to a company? Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you see that if you stay at the, the same company you're at, maybe your raise is a cost of living raise. But right. if you jump ship and somebody is going to offer you 20% more, yep. like, where's the loyalty from the company at that point? Right. I don't. I don't owe them shit if they're not going to give me shit. Yep. Oh, most favorite. You guys, you guys hear that fucking four-cylinder? <laughs> you, you, you had the drag strip there? Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, that's fucked. Is, I couldn't have asked for it, but that was perfect. Um, <laughs> but you're right, Kyle, because we are seeing, and for the younger people out there that listen to us, that either are fresh out of school, getting out of school, maybe still in school, studying for a degree, um, never the best advice I ever got from somebody was you don't run from something you run to something right like if you're working at let's just take like one accounting firm big ass accounting firm and then you want to leave for a 10% raise at another big ass accounting firm the shit you're dealing with at the one is going to be the same shit you're going to deal with at the other one 
It's just called something different, right? The name of the company is different. So now you make 10% more. Yeah, right. But, but that's typically not why people would leave. Right, it was typically because oh, I don't like the bullshit here, dude. It's gonna be the same bullshit everywhere. Yep. You know what I mean? Well, and if it's uh, and if it's them, and and they don't think that they're the problem, and they're the ones right. bringing the bullshit, it's going to be exactly the same at the next place. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most- I'm gonna go with a little bit of it depends though. Because your your direct supervisor has a lot of impact on on how you see things and how you enjoy your job. Absolutely, uh, there have been articles and books and all kinds of stuff written and studies about how people are more likely to leave a manager than they are to leave a job. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. So you might actually be running from something, and that is probably your manager. And if you are, then that organization has a bigger problem that they're not addressing. Right. Yeah, yeah. A lot do, though. So I can understand why people would, would jump ship. Let me ask you guys a question. Are Is there, in the companies that you guys work at, obviously there's downward feedback, right? Where the people that work under you or you, that you manage, you give them feedback. Is there a mechanism for upward feedback? I've worked for yes and if there isn't one I'm saying it anyway because if you're going to get me in trouble for that I'm leaving your company right yeah but I feel like a, there's a lot of companies that's, that say that you can but you really can't <laughs> sure right. that's a real thing I mean they have to be like oh no we, we have an open door policy <laughs> but not really <laughs> Yeah, because, bro, like, if, if if you have a manager that five or six people are complaining about, as a as an organization, you have potential to lose a shit ton of talent that you've invested a lot of money into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but then then somebody, it's somebody's job to manage those managers, and mm-hmm. they need to hear that feedback. If they're not asking for that feedback, they're frankly not doing their job. Mm-hmm. As somebody who's managed managers, that I I thought that shit was gold. If it's good, if it's bad, whatever. Tell me something. Right. And actionable, not like some bullshit. Like I yeah. I, I, I hate that rich fucking eats chicken sandwiches every day for lunch. That doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, that's not feedback. Right. Yeah. So, like I said, I would just up and leave if they did, if they didn't actually believe in that. I got I got too many choices to to stay. Yeah. What a, so, uh, well, two things. Obviously, my current job, um, we have a pretty good. What's that? My at my current job, we 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 have a pretty good system where you can work your way up the chain and actually make change uh mm-hmm. we've got a lot of great employees um currently um at the location i'm at we have really we have a good uh culture going we've got a, a lot of great guys everybody pulls their weight but we also do have not a system but you can you can speak up and the the management system's kind of flat 
mm-hmm. um, which does help. Um, and it allows all those people to kind of speak up when sure. they think they're just a piss ant um, and I'm fifth down the list or whatever. I can't say anything, but our system's kind of flat to where it helps that and uh, allows those people to speak up. And a lot of times they have some great feedback. Yeah. Yep. The other side is what if, what if you do have three or four people complaining about some manager, but the manager is, let's say bringing in more money or doing a, maybe he doesn't know how to manage people, but he's, he's yeah. making you more money than those three people that are complaining about him are doing. Yeah. He's doing more work bringing yep. you more stuff than those three people are. Yeah. Yep. Well, he's in the wrong spot. He, yeah. He, he shouldn't be managing people. He shouldn't be. So just have him go make his fucking money and put somebody else as manager. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a raise to not manage people. Well, and sometimes it's not that easy, but I don't know. That's another side of things too. Yeah. I mean, you're, you can't be a dick to people. Man, I'm not you saying that. Can't. No, I'm not, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say somebody's a, a dick necessarily in that instance, but just a. I don't know. Sometimes it's not all that person's shit. Let's get rid of them. <laughs> no, most of the time somebody was good enough to get put into management, right? But yep. so so there's there's some skill there, and there's nothing worse than telling somebody who's a manager that they can't manage people anymore. I've done that too. Um, what was but the reasoning? The reasoning? Because they're not very good at it. Um, and that they frankly were more successful before when they were not managing people than they are now. And they don't they don't want to be less successful. They get it. Yeah. But people are self-aware thing. enough to get it. We've talked about this too, where companies will, if they want to get rid of you, will promote you in a position, into a position that they know you can't handle. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I've been that's a it's a dick way to get rid of somebody. But oh sure. yeah, absolutely. But again, man, like what, what's gonna, what's interesting for me is this: is like I've been out of the corporate world now for like five, uh, four years, and in that time, it has changed so much. And I was thinking about this the other day in a, in a, like, seriously, I mean, this is like a, a fucking all cards on the table thing, right? You're looking at it, man. And you're like, okay, the FDA is doing this. The lawyer fees are this, you know, what, and you start like seriously considering like what the fuck is going on, right? Like you're at that point where it's like, okay, is all of this worth it? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I start thinking about it, man. And I'm like, I don't even know what kind of world I'm going, I'd go back to. Like I've been out of it. Like, because I still keep up like on LinkedIn, like I'll still read articles or I'll still see what people are doing and what the big buzzwords are and stuff like that. Or, you know, like what the hot topics are, but I can't imagine the stories that I hear and the things that I, like, I can't imagine being back in that. I think it would be really tough for me. Yeah. You know? So if you're listening to this, go buy some patina cigars. Right, so, yeah, yeah. So Mo doesn't have to go back. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like, and it was kind of like, all right, yeah, 
you know, it's kind of one of those moments that you just have where it's like you're asking yourself, is this all worth it? And then it's like, yeah, no, it is. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. That's got to be true of a lot of jobs where you take, you know, a, a pretty pretty big lifestyle change one way or the other, whether you pick right. up a lot of travel, whether it means right. you don't see your family as much, whatever, like some major major risk that you might take on, any of that stuff. It's got to kind of have that that, that kind of impact. Yeah, of course. But it's also got to be kind of cool as fuck. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you can you can go to shops and you can see your shit on a shelf and be like, "I did that." Yeah. Yeah, that that part of it's nice, but if it's not selling, be like, "I did that too." <laughs> <laughs> not always, though. I, you know, look, and I've talked. Matt Booth said something very interesting in our podcast when he was on, and he said, "You know, do my cigars not sell in your store, mm-hmm. or do you not sell my cigars in your store?" And that was. That was very true, man. And uh, I think, yeah. I think in order for a cigar company in today's climate to be successful, they have to really connect with the consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's crucial. And it takes a village, just like a baby. It takes a village yeah. to raise a brand. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, these guys, like, these guys, these, the old school guys have been smoking for 30, 40 years. You know, the generation coming up as cigar smokers is different than those guys are. If retailers think that people are just going to come in and keep buying Macanudos and Romeo and Julietas and whatever, I mean, outside of some sort of, you know, governmental shutdown of anything cigar related or tobacco related, but that's not the consumer that's coming up. Yep. These guys are going to have to change their fucking ways, too, if they want to stay in business. Because their retail practices are not geared towards the up-and-coming cigar people. Yeah, you can go to different shops and you can tell if they figured it out or not. It takes two 100%. minutes. 100%. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cigar shops opening right now. Are there? Yes. Would you open a cigar shop right now? That seems like oh, very low on my list of things to do. Oh, no, absolutely. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Man, it's a good change, a good time of change right now. Because it is one of the few places people can smoke. I mean, literally, you have a captive. Okay. My guess is they're going to continue Uh going after online sales. Okay. Um, so with that said, yeah, I think it, and then I'm looking at what the big boys are doing and the big boys are still buying brick and mortars, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's I mean, if you're, if you're it. in going more in certainly makes sense. Yeah. If you're doing a good job, you just expand. Of course you do. That's, that's good business. I'm thinking, what if I, you know, spend a bunch of money to make a shop and then all of a sudden the FDA stuff changes stuff or some new local ordinance kicks in where I can't have 
any smoking there, any of that yeah. shit. Yeah. It's, all, it's a lot of risk. Yes. That's the downside about dealing with anything tobacco related. Is you just, you never fucking know, I guess. But here's the thing. Like, even in New Jersey, what just happened on March 1st was basically they can no longer have events where they give away cigars. So, like, four-in-ones or three-in-ones or if you buy this, you get this. They can no longer do that. Mm. You know? Which takes a pretty big element out of a, of a cigar-making or a money-making mechanism for a cigar shop. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It's a lot tougher to find the online folks when you can't do that. 100%. Dude, New York is kicking around the 96% tax on cigars. Damn. It's like California style. <laughs> California is 60. 96? Is it 60? Yeah, we're at 59. Jesus. But we haven't seen 90-something percent since Minnesota, which got overturned. Mm. You know, which <laughs> they continually threaten people with every day. So retailers always use this as an excuse of why they don't want to bring in your fucking four facings. You know what I mean? But anyway, <laughs> that's here and there. <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, yeah. I mean, there, there's obviously a lot of stuff. But look, if you run a retail shop, a cigar retail establishment the right way you are going to make money yeah i agree i agree mm-hmm. so and part of what i'm where i'm coming from too is is in wisconsin you just you can't open one it's not right. that's yeah. not a thing you're allowed to do you can Correct. buy one that exists yep and you could change it but you cannot open one yep, yep. that is correct so when you talk about a captive audience yeah. You don't have to be very good, and you're the only game in town. Right. But you have to have existed a long time ago. There are a few good retailers in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, I think... I mean, you know, and, and maybe I'm a little biased, but I, I think there are a few that, that stick out in my mind that are better than others. Um in terms of how they run their business, but I'm going to focus on one that doesn't carry my stuff that I could be impartial about, which is prohibition in green Bay. They do a really nice job, right? That's green Bay, Wisconsin. How many people are there? And it's not like, <laughs> it's not like if I'm in Milwaukee, I'm just going to drive up to green Bay and go have a cigar and come home. It's no. not close. It's not like that. No, but there's all the outlying areas, right? If people want to right. go have a cigar, Right. You you drive the thirty minutes because there's nowhere else. Yep, exactly. And there's a lot of shops like that in the country. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have the most people. You just have to have it geographically cornered. Yep. <laughs> it's like right. gerrymandering the state with cigar shops. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nice. What else we got, Cal? Do you have any other questions from people? I thought we did, maybe. I didn't write any down if we did. Maybe we did. Let me check. I think it was riffs on the same stuff. There were a lot of very similar similar type questions.
This is the most exciting part of the podcast where most slides <laughs> through the text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drew, what's exciting that's been happening in your life, man? Anything good? Anything? It's been like weeks. Uh, busy. We had our uh, sales meeting, and then we had uh, folks in from Germany uh, for a business discussion. Uh, <laughs> and then settling back down from all that, I'll be out of town next week. Nice. And then... That- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to ask, is that, uh, I don't remember, is that business or is that... No, this is just that? just for, for fun, a little skiing. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, but then back to uh, kind of some business the week I'm up to see Mo. Yeah. Which is coming is up. Mo gonna, is he going to show up? Well, I will be there, so that just depends on Mo if he wants to ghost or not. I had to play Danny for a minute there. You find anything, Mo? Uh, no. I'm gonna check the Sultan's account. I know, I know, we had some questions, but I don't. Cool. Can't remember if it was. Uh, one one quick hot tip for everybody. Right now, I don't know why, but for some reason, there's a lot of uh, cigar books on Amazon that you can buy used for really cheap. Uh, This has not always been the case. I don't know where they've all come from, but you can get a lot of cigar-related books for pretty cheap used on Amazon right now. Can you... What do you you suggest? Oh, my gosh. Uh, What... (laughs) In terms of used, whatever's available... That's that's a tough one. Uh, in terms of books, I would actually suggest let me let me wander over to the bookshelf and just give me a minute here. Real quick, uh, El Dandy Cubano asks, "What are your go-to budget cigars? Like six dollars and under?" Um, uh, hmm. Not to sound like a dick. I don't think there's anything I smoked that is six dollars or under. Six and under? That's pretty. Yeah, these days, man. That's. I, I smoke that small uh, Nika Rustica sometimes still, and it's like five bucks. Mm-hmm. That might be the cheapest though. Yeah, man. I can't think. I mean, an Illusioni Rothschild, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's right in there. Under six bucks. Yeah, I, that'd probably be. That's something I still smoke once in a while, but I haven't smoked one of those in a long time either. Um, this is uh, from V-Cute. Uh, what are some brands who have turned around their image? They might be seen as a boring slash crappy brand, but started releasing some solid cigars later. I can think of a lot of examples of the opposite. But that's not that's not where we're going with that, right? Um, I'm struggling to think of any. Um, I never. Uh, I'm. I'm not, I haven't really smoked much of their stuff. Period. 
old or new. But I would say that Alec Bradley might fit into that. That they kind of had a weird reputation, in, 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 at least as a when I was. So before I, I guess Florence Fatino was working at the shop, like your guy that bought Alec Bradley was kind of like your guy that bought Rocky Patel, right? But now it seems like their newer stuff has started to penetrate more of like the boutique guy or the cigar nerd. I mean, they just did that collaboration with Cigar Dojo. I don't know if you guys saw that. The branding on some of their newer stuff is more like hip or like, you know, uh, boutique-ish, if you will, um, with, you know, the sons uh, coming on and really taking a more active role in building that brand. So maybe that would be an example of what he's talking about. I don't know. But I can't say about the cigars because I really haven't smoked a lot of Ellis Bradley. Yeah, I am not coming up with a lot. I don't feel like you start bad and get better for the most part. Um, yeah, usually it seems <laughs> to be the other way. Yeah, or if you're if you're starting bad, you're also starting in that that cheap cigar range, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not stuff that I would know about at that point. So, yeah, I don't know. We represent the lollipop, too. Our consumer behavior, our cigar consumer behavior is indicative of such a small segment of cigar smokers that it makes it difficult to answer that question. Like, it makes it difficult to answer stuff like that. Right, because we kind of are like the snobby. I don't like to say pretentious, but like we are very discerning in what we smoke. Right, there's not one of us that smokes just to smoke. Not at all. None of us are going to go to a cigar shop just to light a cigar and and, and puff on a cigar. None of us. If we're going to sit down and have a cigar, we're going to enjoy it. We're going to experience it. That's a very small percentage of people. You know? Yeah, I guess one that I might make an argument about that is is not exactly what you're talking about, but it's close, maybe, uh, is I keep seeing better and better and better things from Hoya to Nicaragua. Um, they've always had, I thought at least pretty good cigars, right? Yeah. They've never been bad or anything like that. No, but some of the stuff they've put out more recently is, is really hits. Um, Yes. And over the years, I feel like they've just gotten better. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's close to what you're talking about, but I don't want to say they were bad before because they, they were not. Yeah. 
I mean, I say that about Alec Bradley, but Alec Bradley won Cigar of the Year in Cigar Aficionado. So it's not, I don't think their cigars weren't bad. I'm just saying in terms of turning their image around. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think Hoya is pretty similar in that yeah. way for, yeah, for the, the nerds. Yeah, I agree. That numero uno, I feel like, really opened up a lot of, a lot of avenues into the nerddom. <laughs> yeah. And they had the, the Cinco de Cadas before that. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very unique cigar. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's my answer. Close enough. Close, but no cigar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Drew, you wanted to know about books. Yeah. What do you got? So I'm, lo- I'm looking at the bookshelf. The books that I would recommend people get... Uh, if you're looking for stories about that, that's just interesting and fascinating, uh, around the world in 80 cigars is a pretty new book. It's good. If you're looking for some utterly weird shit that has a lot of fascinating information about cigars, but will also blow your mind in weird ways. Uh, there's a book called Holy Smoke. That's just fucking weird. Um, but I love it. Uh, if you can find Davidoff's, the, cause, cause, sorry, the connoisseur's book of the cigar, um, uh, that's classic. There's a book called Tobacco, A History. That's really the most probably informative book about the history of tobacco that I've read. And then Cigars, A Guide is quite good, also new. And the last one that I'll, that I'll mention is uh, Cigar Box Labels, Portraits of Life, Mirrors of History. Surprisingly interesting book. It sounds awful, but it, it is actually really good. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. I spent my time sick reading like five extra cigar books. I'm I've, I'm into the somewhere in the mid 20s on books now. So just going up. Damn. Getting there. Speaking of a, a thing that nobody actually gives a shit about, right? Cigar books. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody does. I'm. I think they're awesome. I like them a lot. I need to, uh, I just need to buy, buy some, I guess. That's why, that's why I asked. Yeah. Uh, I think the most, the, the like most, the most easy to read first one to pick up is the around the world in 80 cigars. It, it's not full of gigantic amounts of information about cigars, but the guy really kind of gets it when it comes to, what is it like to smoke a cigar? It's different locations he's smoked and different experiences he's had smoking cigars. It's pretty cool. That was where everybody checked out, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Well, what else we got? <laughs> what else we got? Is that it? I don't know. You got anything? I got nothing. Yeah, I'm trying to think if... uh, I don't think I got anything either. Oh! Here's... So... I wanted to remind people... If they wanted a late-night coffee with a cigar, don't forget the decaf option. I just did it again the other night. We haven't talked about it in a while. 
And I just wanted to remind people about that. So you can get all your flavor and none of your staying up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, I found myself wanting a cigar, you know, about 9, 10 o'clock the other day. And I wanted to have coffee, but I didn't want to have coffee, if that makes sense. Like, you know, so I was like, man, I'll get some decaf. And smoked a cigar, drank a decaf, and knocked out. I've I've bought decaf just for that. Mm Mm-hmm. Life hacks with the Sultans. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. That's all. Well, there it is. Well, <laughs> well. Don't do naked yoga. Don't do naked yoga. Wash your hands. <laughs> Don't put exhaust on four cylinders. Kyle, what else, Drew? That was that's that's yeah. the meaning of life right there. That's, that's the important point. That's it. You hit it. Everything else is, is secondary. Yeah. This is the new the new religion. Thou shalt not do naked yoga. Mm. Naked yoga. I'm put it on my Instagram. Someone likes me. Oh, dude, I don't like you. I love you, Kyle. There it is. All right, boys. All right. <laughs> No, you guys have a good See you one. next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any Salt and Smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.